You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! not which party controls our government, but whether our government is controlled by the people. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. The establishment protected itself, but not the citizens of our country. That all changes starting right here and right now.
transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the, the people. people. Welcome to the show. Let's get started. Greetings and good day to all you ladies and gentlemen out there. I am Jason, your co-host with our sovereign Lord and Savior Christ Jesus at our side because he is the host with the most and he's because he's the most high. He is in charge. He's in the captain's chair. He's at the helm behind the wheel. Therefore, he is steering this great ship to these crazy rough waters that we call life. So welcome to his hard line. Today is Thursday, December 7th, 2023, and you are listening to episode 646, and we'll be doing a reading out of Matthew chapter 4, and today's podcast is called Behind the Scenes. Little daily disclaimer, please be advised that I am not a doctor, holistic health expert, financial advisor, biblical scholar, or bar lawyer. And I don't possess any titles of nobility or offer legal advice. And while I am a member of the Michigan General Jural Assembly in good lawful standing, by the way, I am not the official face or voice of the National State or County Assembly. And I do not endorse or advocate for violence. Or please note that the opinions, thoughts, and statements expressed on this platform are solely my own and for educational and entertainment purposes, unless otherwise referenced. So there you go. I want to say thank you for joining us on today's broadcast. And if you find extreme value in what we offer and take away solid information as well as positive messages from this platform, hit that subscribe button and share the show with your friends, family, and colleagues. I greatly appreciate it if you do that. And we encourage that you subscribe to our social media like YouTube, like our Twitter and everything else that we have and True Social and Telegram. Just go to hisheartline.com. You can find all that over there. And you can also find links to the National Assembly and the Michigan General Jural Assembly and all that good stuff. So there you go. All right. It's a party. Party, party, party. So here's a little piece of useless trivia that I came across the other night because, you know, here at the Jones household, we have pretty much no lives and we have nothing better to do than look up useless piece of trivia uh, so did you know, so I, I was drinking coffee the other day and my, I forgot what, who, who asked, I don't know if it was Haven or Katie, if it was Haven, uh, I said something, um, what, what was it? She, something came up and she said to Haven, oh, he's just drinking his cup of Joe or he's drinking a cup of Joe or something like that. And, and Haven was like, why do they call it a cup of Joe? And like, we looked at each other like, you know, that's a very good question. I don't know. I'm like, let's look this up. So apparently the term cup of Joe, this is interesting. Here's a little history lesson for you. So the term cup of Joe, like uh, more than likely, okay, I, it's not for certain, but this is what I found so far. But the term cup of Joe likely originated from the U.S. Navy in the early 20th century. Um, it was believed to have been named after Joseph, uh, Josephus Daniels, who, uh, as the secretary of the Navy, implemented a ban on alcohol aboard ships in 1914. What a killjoy he is. Um, so I guess what happened because of the ban on alcohol is led to sailors uh, to turn to coffee as their beverage of choice, hence the nickname Cup of Joe. And that's what I found. So um, that's. Interesting, because I always wondered that, too. I'm like, where the heck did Cup of Joe come from? You know, where did that come from? You know, so I, I don't know. But yeah, pretty interesting. <laughs> Rietta says, better than a bunch of drunks. <laughs> yeah, because that's the last thing we need sailing in the Pacific is a bunch of drunk sailors <laughs> going out, uh, out, out in the Far East. That's the last thing we need. Let me read some of the comics here. I'm just curious. Let's see here. Rietta says, I see, sitting in the car with my pup on my lap. Donnie is in the store buying. My Christmas presents. Oh, ho, 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 ho. he better be good at hiding them. Let's see here. 
She says, at our age, we know what we are getting each other, LOL, except I do have a gift he doesn't know. Ooh, sneaky, 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 sneaky. Hopefully he doesn't listen to the to the replay on this because now he's going to be searching the house now that he hear, heard that. <laughs> Leave it to me to, to ruin the, 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 the surprise. Uh, let's see. Nancy says, oh, I'm jealous. My pup gets car sick. Uh, let's see here. Destry says, LOL, I happen to be the voice of the National Assembly. This is true. Frosty the Snowman up there in Alaska, by the also AKA Destry Payne, is the voice of the National Assembly, not yours truly. I'm still learning, and yet I don't know Jack Diddley's squat still. Uh, but I will say this my mom, now I, I will share that story in a second. That This is kind of a cool story. I'll share that in a minute. But um, let me just continue reading this real quick. Uh, my wife says, hey, now. Now, why did she say, hey, now? Did I say something to offend you, babe? Why did you say, hey, now? Did I say something out of line? I wonder. I wonder. Let me read this. I don't see anything. Home Depot. <laughs> Destry says, Home Depot has chunk of coal in small boxes done up as gifts. That's probably what I'll be getting, I'm sure. It's a chunk of coal. Um, <laughs> um, no, but here, here's something kind of cool that I think you guys would. Uh, oh, we got Georgia in the house, too. What's up, Georgia? Lisa from Georgia in the house. Um, no, my. Uh, so last night, my wife and I, we were kind of speaking of Christmas gifts since, you know, Rietta taught, brought it up. Um, <laughs> oh, that's why she said, Hey, now I'm sorry. She says we lead boring lives and do nothing. LOL. Well, you know, we, we're very homebodies. We're, we're homebody people. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't think, but no, um, last night, my wife and I, we were talking about kind of like Christmas gifts and stuff like that, what we're going to do for the kid and for each other. And my answer is always the same thing every year. I always say, I don't really want anything. I don't have anything I need. Socks and underwear. That's it. Socks and underwear, right? Well, I just bought new socks and I'm good on underwear. So like, there's really nothing I need or want. She's like, do you need any shirts? I'm like, no, nah, I'm good on shirts. And every time I get a new shirt, I ruin it anyway. And so I said, okay, here you go. I said, you want to get me something? I got an idea for you. So I sent her a link to get me the book, uh, The Law of Nations. The Law of Nations, a hardcover copy, right? And then I sent her a link for, what was it? Um, the uh, Black's Law Dictionary. I said sixth edition at first. And I said, nah, I want the fifth edition. Well, lo and behold, so today I will say this. So today I started thinking about, it. I'm like, look, as far as the Black's Law Dictionary, leave that alone because I know that I'm going to have birthday cash from the in-laws and also my in-laws do this thing with all the kids where they give a hundred dollars plus, you know, they do uh, stocking, you know, like it's just a usual thing they do every day, every year. I said, I'll just use that to buy the blacks law dictionary. Cause it's like 90 or a hundred bucks or something like that. I found on eBay. And then my birthday, cause my birthday's coming up uh, mid December. And my mom says, did you get your mail yet? I said, not yet. Well, then it finally came and my package came and I opened it up and lo and behold, now Katie knew that this was coming in for like three weeks now. And here it is, the Black's Law Dictionary, fifth edition that came right here. I was like, whoa, get out of here. Like I was just talking about this yesterday and now it's like right here. I'm like, this is great. Uh, Rietta says she's got the fourth edition. Yeah, the fourth edition I see is definitely not cheap. That's like over three, four hundred dollars. I saw um, these these black these these black law dictionaries. They are not expensive. They're not cheap at all. They're very expensive, very expensive. So that was a pretty cool birthday gift. My mom felt bad. She's like, she's like, I feel like I feel kind of bad. She goes in full disclosure. I'm kind of re-gifting this because she bought it for herself, but she doesn't use it that much, and she knows like that I would probably use it more. Right. And when I opened it up, she was like, like before I even knew what it was, she goes, this is kind of a re gift. I'm like, okay. Because again, she bought it for herself. And then when I saw what it was, I'm like, I don't care if this was re gifted 80 times. This is cool. Like, I'm like super happy about this. She felt so bad. I'm like, don't feel bad about this. I'm like, I'll take this book any day though. I said, if it's a book, and it's in good condition. I don't care if it was gifted 180 times. I'll take the book. 
you know, so it was cool because I talked about this last night for the first time ever to Katie about the Black's Law Dictionary. And then here it comes today in the mail. I was like, wow, like talk about God working like in the background, right? Like very interesting. So anyways, I want to start off by playing a clip. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I want to start off by playing a clip of a man in Hollywood. I forgot his name in real life, but he plays the character Alan from that movie series, The Hangover. If any of you have seen that movie, The Hangover, he did an interview like several years ago when, you know, Trump and Hillary were running against each other for president in 2016. Listen to this interview. I, I don't know how I've missed this, but this definitely, this clip, this audio clip doesn't get old. Listen to this. As secretary, how many words per minute could you type? And how does President Obama like his coffee? Like himself? Weak? You know, Zach, those are really out-of-date questions. Fine, lose. Country goes to shit. You're going to lead the Civil War? No, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't take up arms. I, I think that might be a little extreme. Oh, right, because you were saying before we were rolling that you wanted to take away everyone's guns. <laughs> Very cool. Cool, cool, cool. I really regret doing this. What's going to be the number one focus of your presidency? Oh, Zach, it has to be the economy. We need more good jobs with rising incomes. We've got to make the economy work for everybody, not just those we at the top. To a, we need to take a break. We just need to have a word from our sponsor. Okay. Washington is broken. The truth is too many politicians are totally controlled by special <laughs> interests and lobbyists. We're going to make America great again. I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message. <laughs> he approves the message. What, why? Would you play a commercial from my opponent in the middle of our interview? He paid me in stakes. Well, this has been a lot of fun, Mrs. Clinton. We should stay in touch. What's the best way to reach you? Email? <laughs> Her face. Her face looks so annoyed. Oh, my God. That was hilarious. Oh, that, that doesn't get old. I'm telling you, that does not get old. Oh, when I saw that, I just about died. Just laughing so hard. I was like, I can't believe I missed this. How did I miss this? All right. So here's something else that came across the wires on Telegram. So the World Economic Forum orders the world governments to lower. This is sick. All right. I hate to go from a comical thing to a serious thing, but this is sick. But I also believe this is a red pilling type of uh, what do you want to call it? Um, headline. It says right here. World Economic Forum orders world governments to lower age of consent to 12. Isn't that just lovely? Yeah. The World Economic Forum orders world governments to lower age of consent to 12. Because they want to decriminalize pedophilia. Lovely. That's just absolutely lovely. Um, here's something else that happened in Florida I'd hate to be this pilot. To your We're following this news alert in Tampa. It's a giant, oops, an Air Force C-17 landed at the wrong airport. Officials are trying to figure out how the mistake happened. Whoops. Now, the huge military jet was headed to McDill Air Force Base, but the pilot landed at Peter O'Night, a small municipal airport on nearby Davis Islands. Fox 13's Steph D.P. Trantonio is live at Peter O'Night. And Steph, big cargo jet, small runway. How are they going to fix it? You know, Chip, that is the 400,000-pound question here tonight. As you can see, the massive aircraft is still stuck here behind me on the airstrip, and it looks like it's going to be there for a little while. The real problem here is the airstrip is only designed to hold about 20,000 pounds. So if you do the math, they've got a lot of work to do here to lighten the load, and it's really becoming somewhat of a spectacle here along the fence, along the sidelines here. Folks keep asking, how do you think it's going to make it off this runway and get over to McDill? Skyfox got some amazing angles of this just a little while ago. It's been on the ground since it's about 1.20, 1.30 this afternoon. The scuttlebutt here on the street is, from some pilots we spoke with, is that the aircraft may be grounded for maybe up to 24 hours. Now, one of those pilots was a corporate pilot. You heard his uh, video there from his iPhone. He saw the whole thing. He was waiting for his plane to leave to go back over to TIA when he saw this C-17 flying too low. He said he laughed to himself. He knew the pilot must have made a mistake and gotten the wrong airstrip. Whoops. Another thing we're hearing here on the sidelines is that people are also complimenting that pilot on making a safe landing. Now, keeping in mind, yeah, this may be one big oops, but 
The good thing is, is the plane landed safely. It's in a very crowded neighborhood here on Davis Islands. Nobody got hurt except maybe the pilot's uh, pride, a little bruising here tonight, Chip. Yeah, I'd say, man, I tell you what, as, as small of a as small of a of an air uh, airport that is, and that's a big plane, a C-17, that's a very big plane. It surprises me that he was even able to land it on that short runway strip. Uh, good luck trying to get that thing, you know, get that big butt off the ground and, and taken off. I mean, so what they're trying to do is unload everything off that plane and actually probably suck out some fuel to make it as light as possible so they can get that thing that get that big bird up and in, in the air in that short 3,500, I think, what is it? 3,500 feet worth of runway. I mean, that's going to be very interesting. Otherwise, what are they going to do? Otherwise take it apart and haul it out of there. I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't know how one would do that, but yeah, I would hate to be that pilot. What a, what a man, what a shot to the ego that would be. But I'm curious, how do you land at the wrong airport with a big, a big plane like that? I mean, I'm I'm genuinely curious. Uh, that would suck, like to <laughs> be in that predicament. Anyway, all right, let's get into the reading of Matthew chapter four, and then I'm gonna get into the second half of the show. It's called behind the scenes. I got some uh, posts I wanted to read off of uh, from Telegram from the White Hats Q page. That I feel that's actually pretty relevant to read off. I haven't read a lot from that telegram page in a while and there's some things on there that i thought was pretty compelling so i wanted to share them and then i got some more audio pieces that i think you all would enjoy this is kind of more of a laid-back show so i didn't really know what to call it so i just called it behind the scenes it just i don't know it sounded good you know yeah whatever so anyways let's get into matthew chapter four starting with uh, verse one then uh, and then I'm, I'm reading out of the 1599 geneva bible by the way so if you hear a little old english that is why then was Jesus led aside of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward hungry. Then came to him the tempter and said, if thou be the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answering, he answered, said, uh, but he answering said, it is written, man shall not live by bread only, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, if thou be the son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written that he will give his angels charge over thee and will their hands. They shall lift thee up and lest at any time thou shouldest dash thy foot against a stone. And Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again the devil took him up into, the, into an exceeding high mountain, and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them, and said to them, All these will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then said Jesus unto him, Avoid Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. And then the devil left him, and behold, the angels came and ministered unto him. And when Jesus had heard that John was committed to prison, he returned to Galilee. And after leaving Nazareth, went and dwelt in Capernaum, which is near the sea, in the borders of Zebulon and Naphtali, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, the land of Zebulon and the land of Naphtali by the way of the sea beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. And the people which sat in darkness saw great light, and to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light is risen up. And from that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Amend your lives, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And Jesus, walking by the sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon, which was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they, and they straightway, leaving the nets, followed him. And when he was gone forth from thence, he saw other two brethren, James the son of Zebedee, and John his brother, in a ship with Zebedee their father, mending their nets, and he called them. And they, without tarrying, leaving the ship and their father followed him. So Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. And his fame spread abroad through all Syria and they brought unto him all sick people that they were taken with divers, 
uh, excuse me, yeah, divers' disease and torments, and them that were possessed with devils, and those which were lunatic, and those that had the palsy, and he healed them. And there followed him great multitudes out of Galilee and Decapolis and Jerusalem and Judea and from beyond Jordan. And in that is the reading of Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 25 out of the 1599 Geneva Bible. So this chapter in Matthew encapsulates a very pivotal moment in Jesus' life that uh, offers very profound teachings. See, in his time uh, during the wilderness, in the wilderness, uh, Jesus illustrates the power of Scripture as a uh, guide against temptation. And like I was saying several shows back, folks, that, you know, reading the Bible at least four times a week carries significant benefits in one's life. And Jesus displays one of those benefits right here to, uh, what, what am I trying to say, to ward off Satan. And Jesus, through his reliance on scripture, shows us by example the significance of anchoring ourselves in God's word to navigate life's challenges righteously and confidently. And Jesus, being steadfast that he was during the face of temptation, not only showed us that encountering trials is a shared human experience, but it also demonstrates that these moments can be transformative for us. And so rather than, you know, being moments of, you know, of rather than having, you know, being moments of inevitable failure, it these, these moments present opportunities for personal growth and resilience and a deeper understanding of our faith. Kind of like Job, when we went through reading the whole book of Job, it's the same thing. And so just as Jesus used scripture to navigate and overcome temptation, we also can learn from this and draw upon our faith and understanding to emerge stronger, to emerge more steadfast and closer to God in the midst of life's trials. Because it's these moments that become very, very pivotal in shaping our character and strengthening our spiritual resolve, which ultimately would lead us towards a a deeper connection with our own beliefs and values. And to add on to that, it was Jesus's initial ministry that focused on, what was it? Repentance and the nearness of God's kingdom, which emphasized a call for significant change within ourselves, right? That true transformation that we we were talking about yesterday in yesterday's podcast, because it's basically what it is. It's, it, it's an invitation to align our hearts and our lives with the values and principles of God's kingdom. And so the calling of the disciples underlines the transformative nature of following Jesus, requiring sacrifice and a deep unwavering commitment to his teachings and mission. So Jesus's multifaceted ministry exemplifies a, um, a holistic approach of sorts to caring for others. And his teachings went beyond imparting spiritual wisdom and they encompassed moral guidance ethical principles, and insights into leading a purposeful life aligned with God's will. And his preaching resonated with authenticity and empathy. Therefore, it touched the hearts of those who sought spiritual enlightenment and guidance. And moreover, Jesus's healing ministry addressed the physical ailments and the suffering of people. And what happened there was it demonstrated profound compassion and a tangible manifestation of God's love. His miraculous deeds from healing the sick to casting out demons underscores the depth, not only of his empathy, but also the limitless power of the divine's compassion to alleviate the suffering of man. I mean, it's amazing what God can do with a whole lot of faith. And so, you know, it wasn't solely due to the miracles or, you know, Jesus's teachings, but it was a, uh, a testament to the transformative impact of a life that was devoted to serving others. A life devoted to serving others. 
See, Jesus became that beacon of selfless service, inspiring many, many people to embrace compassion, kindness, and unconditional life, love, excuse me, love in their own lives. And his ministry embodied the essence of love in action, inviting others to follow his example of caring for the marginalized and comforting the afflicted and uplifting the downtrodden. See, these are the types of people, ladies and gentlemen, that we look for in our general general assemblies, because if you are a self-serving individual, you're not our people. Walk away. We do not want you. Now, unless you're willing to invite Jesus Christ into your heart, acknowledging your shortcomings and your sins and your own past wrongdoings, and you repent to God the Father in heaven and understand that you need to throw away your pride and ego and have a true willingness and loving intent to serve others, you're our kind of people. We want you in the assembly because this really is a service for people, not a service to ourselves. And so this holistic approach to ministry, catering to both the spiritual and the physical needs of men and women all around, it serves, again, as a timeless model. This, can, this is a lesson that will never die because this is a timeless model for selflessly serving humanity. And what it should do is encourage us to embrace compassion. It should encourage us to extend that helping hand. Strive to be the change in the world that you wish to see. Show empathy. Mirror the boundless love of God. And overall, this chapter, I think, serves as a very rich source of guidance, honestly urging us to ground ourselves in scripture and embrace change aligned with God's principles and commit to a transformative journey following Jesus and engage in that holistic care for others and live a life echoing Jesus's profound impact through teaching, teachings, miracles, and love. It's a hard thing for a lot of people to do. I know. I'm sure it's a hard thing for a lot of people to do. Yeah, and I agree with Destry. He put right here in the chat. He goes, we need people who are intelligent enough to keep themselves from being scammed, number one, yes, and to keep others from being scammed because the status correction crap, you know, is the thing that is getting a lot of people following that David Strait nonsense. You need to have enough discernment, ladies and gentlemen, to know when you are being bamboozled and you are being scammed. Be intelligent enough to know the difference, but also have enough cojones to protect others. Are you willing to protect others? Are you willing to serve other people? Because this is what Jesus is basically doing. He's teaching us by example how we need to live our lives and serve others. Don't self-serve yourself. Serve others. I hope that makes sense. And yes, I agree with Lisa in Georgia. She says discernment comes from the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yes, it does. Now, this is the part where I typically take a break, but I don't feel like taking a break. But I am going to take a little sip of water. Excuse me. Ah, that's refreshing. I want to play a couple audio pieces. Like I said, this is a pretty laid back show. It's not going to be the typical hour plus show. Maybe it might. I don't know. I always say that it ends up being like an hour and 10 minutes anyways. But I have a couple things I wanted to play. Listen to what Trump has to say regarding the payroll tax real quick. I just I found this on online. I was like, eh, let's play that. It sounds good. Payroll tax will be terminating the payroll tax. Um, after I hopefully get elected, we'll be terminating the payroll tax. So that will mean anywhere from 5,000 to even more per family and also great for businesses and great for jobs. Heck yeah. A lot of people will be very happy to hear that a lot of the great, certainly conservative economists will be great to have. They think that's the greatest thing we can do. That's better than the payments. That's better than anything else. Uh, but it's a lot of money and it's, uh, it's going right directly to the people. 
and it goes there very easily, but it also creates stronger companies to employ the people. So we will be on the assumption I win, we are going to be terminating the payroll tax after the beginning of the new year. Now, I tell you what, I have a funny feeling a part of that might have to do with maybe one of the 21 requisitions. I don't know. I'm just taking a guess here. Remember, this show is for educational and entertainment purposes only, so don't take everything for face value. But what I am saying is our payroll taxes, our state and federal income taxes that we pay unconstitutionally, that just basically get yanked out of our check, that is all unconstitutional. We were never... Do you know who's supposed to be paying taxes? Government employees, not us, not we the people, not the sovereigns, not the people living on this land. We were never meant to pay taxes. Absolutely not. Now, if you did business with the government or you were in a government employee, then yes, you pay taxes. But outside of that, we were never, we the people were never supposed to be paying taxes through our income. Now, here's another video that I came across. Here's another audio piece that I wanted to play. This was an interview that was done by many people, uh, the, by, by um, a news anchor in the Bronx, New York. This is really interesting. How many, because New York is a pretty liberal state. And yeah, I agree with what Destry was saying right here. Trump will free more slaves than anyone in history. Damn straight. Listen to this. Speaking of freeing slaves, people are waking up, ladies and gentlemen. This is great. See, this is why you need to turn off mainstream media. And that's why this show is called Behind the Scenes, because people are starting to get away from watching what's happening in the forefront on stage. And they're, stri- they're starting to realize what's actually happening behind the curtain. Listen to this. Communities, we're not seeing the improvement. Uh, I, I, there's inflation with everything, food, gas, insurance prices. I mean, you name it. Bidenomics is not working. It's, it's just a complete mess. It's a disaster, especially here in New York City. We're fitting it very hard. You could say anything to Biden right now who says that the economy is improving, especially in black and brown communities. What would you say to him? That's lies. I believe that's lies. Heavy lies on that, for sure. Do you think that somebody else besides Biden should be president? Yeah, next time. Of course. Uh, bring back Trump. Tell me why. Um, we were all we want. We have money. We have money when Trump was president. That's right. Free my son Trump. Free my son Trump. Trump 2024, everybody. Trump 2023. That's crazy. And we're here. And we're here in the Bronx. I'm gonna vote for Trump if he runs because I feel like it was much better when he was here financially. That's right. Not just me for everybody. I'm definitely voting for Donald Trump. He made sure we had money in our pockets. <laughs> he was for the people. He made sure we had what we needed. I feel like everything will go back to how it was. I mean, ever since he's been out of office, everything's declined. When Trump was president, my life was good. Economical-wise, I was doing so much better. They're saying it's going to be Biden-Trump, so who will you vote for? Oh, I ain't going to lie. I'm going to have to go for Trump. Sorry. I'm going to go for Trump. Trump. I'm always Trump. Here, let me see. Who are you voting for? Trump. Feeling the pain of price hikes is one thing. But the show of open support for former President Donald J. Trump on the streets of the Bronx was very surprising. And it's the sort of thing that has Biden campaign strategists looking very carefully at the messaging around Bidenomics as we get closer to 2024. That's right. You know, and let me also say this, because I agree with what Rietta was saying. So we do need to drain a huge swamp without a doubt. Now, I will say this. I've been paying attention to the flight radar, uh, the military flight trackers, at least what they show us anyway. And over the last couple of days, let me just scroll through my telegram real quick. Now, these are some of the flights that I've been seeing from other world military, military around the world. I saw Saudi Arabia that was flying out of New Jersey just the other day, a Saudi Arabian military um, Airbus. Uh, what else did we see here? Uh, what is this? Um, a Jag, there was an air, air, uh, airplane that was flying. It was labeled Jag 78 that was flying out of an airport somewhere. Um, what is this called? Uh, the Rocktello Regional Airport? Pucktello? Rocktello? It's hard to tell because of the, like a Google map zoomed in thing. But yeah, out of the Pucktello regional airport maybe, but it was called JAG 78. What else did we see? 
Um, oh, the Gitmo plane. The Gitmo plane is still flying back and forth to Guantanamo Bay. Still freaking bringing bad dudes, as Trump says, right? Bringing bad dudes and dudettes down to Gitmo. Yeehaw. Um, that's not stopping. That's continuing. What else did I see here? Um, oh, I saw a military airplane flying over Maine coming into the United States from the United Arab Emirates. It was a C-17 Globemaster. Uh, what else did we see here? Uh, Canada down there uh, over the Keys, over Key West to be exact, it flew out of Miami, went and flew over the Keys and then turned around and went back into Florida. I find that very interesting. A Canadian military. I wonder what happened there. Um, what other countries? Oh, Germany. We saw Germany flying in a military plane. It was an Airbus A400M. Uh, it was a call sign was GAF 066. Uh, that was just a couple days ago. Who else? Uh, we had Honduras military flying out of Miami. Um, so th these things are occurring, folks. Uh, here's another one. Ecuador. We had this morning a military plane from Ecuador. Call sign FAE-001. This is the military alliance that is working around the world in alignment in conjunction with Trump. Now, this White Hats Q page that I have on Telegram that I follow, <clears throat> they've posted quite a bit lately, um, but I haven't read any of them. I haven't felt like they were very necessary to read, but there is a couple that they did post recently that I'm going to read. And one of them says, the number one country in the world with tier one database and the best IT network is in New Zealand with the national healthcare, government and vaccine database, and the one person in charge of building the data system and being in charge of the tier one network just came forward as a whistleblower with the hidden data from the New Zealand government, science, healthcare, and data tier one records. And he shows that one of four people who took vaccines are dying and very young when was in charge of the tier one days base says that he felt it was his duty and his calling through God to do the right thing and expose the truth of the deaths from vaccines. And he knew that they were going to arrest him and bring him down for doing this in his interview to a top journalist in the country. Within hours of the interview, Barry Young was arrested and his lawyers or lawyer were also being indicted along with the journalists. Now the New Zealand government is trying to spin the story. Now, fortunately, the exposure and truth is already hitting the World Wide Web and expected to hit over a billion views in a few days. Wow. And the Pentagon pushed vaccines now has their own doctor stepping forward and saying that heart failure among the military has spiked over 900%. Let me hear, let me say that again. Heart failure, people who are vaxxed, they're saying, the military is saying, they're reporting that their military members are dealing with heart failure and it spiked over 900% in their soldiers. And this comes off their own database of the military and was exposed by Lieutenant Ted Macy. And Pentagon data shows heart failure spiked nearly 1,000% among pilots in 2022, according to a whistleblower. Now, currently in Congress, major whistleblowers from the U.S. and the top EU insurance agencies who have massive data of insurance clients' deaths happening directly after vaccine injection support spiked by 700%. And while the non-vaccinated deaths stayed the same, they are talking with Congress and they're getting their protection to come forward as whistleblowers. Now, behind the scenes, Congress and the Senate White Hats are going after the vaccine cover-up and corruption that will connect a worldwide elite operation being run by globalists. And currently, several senators in Congress have already divulged information on elites controlling the World Health Organization connected to Bill Gates and the WEF, speaking of those pedophile lovers. And the Senate is waiting on military alliance operations in several countries to bring forward major whistleblowers in healthcare industry, military networks, and government organizations, including the 2024 military leaks of the COVID creation and vaccine planned agenda dating back to 1999, 2007, and 2013. And the massive walls, here's another post, the massive walls are breaking of the man-made COVID pandemic, man-made creation of the virus and man-made death vaccines. And it's happening and growing in real time. And behind the scenes, the healthcare industry and the doctors and their leaders are facing a truth that helped kill millions of people around the world. 
Now, the truth is beginning to sink in and major panic is happening as healthcare systems around the world are asking the governments to censor the Internet and shut down whistleblowers and free speech. No, no, no. No, thank you. We don't do that. Continuing, it says panic, panic is happening as they know top whistleblowers are coming forward and massive data leaks is occurring mysteriously. I'm stepping aside from this for a minute. People are starting to cover their own ASS because they do not want to be implicated and they don't want to be found guilty by association around these people that push this whole damn thing. So, yeah, I bet you, I bet you we're going to see a whole lot more whistleblowers coming out exposing, exposing how corrupt and evil this crap was that was perpetrated on us. Continuing the reading here from the post, the globalist deep state cabal operations is falling on a grand scale. Behind the scenes, massive, massive panic inside of the World Economic Fo Health, excuse me, the World Health Organization and WEF as their computers and systems have been cyber attacked in the past three months. Well, well, well. They tried desperately to keep the data breaches hidden. What happens when Israel money is connected to Anthony Blinken, Obama, Bush's, CIA, Mossad, Epstein, George Soros, control over U.S. courts? How did Israel finance the DNC and bribe congressmen and the Senate to come under Israeli power and control? How does Israel control YouTube, Google, Facebook? How long has the, Zakar, the Khazarian Mafia, being the Rothschilds, Rockefellers, uh, come from the same region and both funded World War I, World War II, with the Bushes and families of the Bilderberg groups? Davos, WEF, IMF, ETC, and they all had control of most of the world elections and took control of medical, so social media, and mockingbird operations. Hmm. Here's another post. What happens when the world white hats operations go after the establishment of the deep state, the Kazarians, globalists, corrupt CIA, FBI, ex-presidents, and their regiments? I'm taking a step from this reading for a second. Contempt of the Constitution comes to mind. All right. Stepping back into the reading, it continues to say it's already happening and the events are increasing. Everything is leading to crimes against humanity. And remember, infiltration is the key. And behind the scenes, white hats inside the U.N. are pushing for war crimes and crimes against humanity against Israeli leader Netanyahu. And the U.N. General Assembly is pushing world courts for 2024 indictment against Netanyahu. In this same time, the true good Israeli people will have a revolution in their country and a military coup will happen against the fake Khazarians. In the same time in the U.S., the collapse of J.P. Morgan will begin with world banks and the exposure of Epstein will follow in at the same time Congress will expose the control of Israeli money over CIA rhinos, DNC, Wall Street, and decades of corruption of the Washington, D.C. swamp. Now, behind the scenes, a powerful intelligence is helping. The Great Awakening leads to superintelligence and the understanding of why humanity was kept in the dark for so long. Both the Deep State and the White Hats Alliance want to reveal the powerful, the powerful hidden technology, but only one wants to use the high tech to save humanity. And only one confers with the future. Zero point energy, Tesla, infinite energy is infinite knowledge, the Holy Ghost. A ghost in the computers. God wins. Join at White Hat's Q. And then the next post, it says a storm over Europe is building and the great collapse will wake the sheep when the banks go down. 2024, a year to remember as whistleblowers from military, banking, healthcare, governments, establish, establishments step forward. Lots of things happening, patriots. The Great Awakening. Trump gives comms to install military power over blue states and end violence and Antifa and the corruption in blue states. 1785 insurrection law. You have more than you know. Join at White Hats Q. So I just felt the need that I wanted to read all that to you because that's some pretty good intel job in my opinion. Now, again, who owns this White Hats Q page? I don't know. But they're not a typical page that posts on a daily basis. They'll sometimes go three, four weeks without posting and all of a sudden, boom, eight posts. And I, again, I have read these posts to some people who are in the military or former military or active with the DOD. And I've read these posts to these, to these gentlemen. And they kind of like looked at each other like, damn, like who is that posting that? Because that's pretty damn accurate. So anyways, before we end in prayer, here's one last audio clip I do want to play. The audio might be a little poor, but hey, that's okay. Um, it seems like more and more rappers and music artists are coming out in favor of Trump. Listen to this little clip 
some rappers talking about voting for Trump 2024. Check this out. It's called, Are You Voting for Donald Trump November 5th? Give this a listen. Every legal citizen in America cannot wait to November 5th to vote for Donald Trump. Make America Trump again. All around the country, you know we voting Trump. White, white, black, and brown, united, we voting Trump. America, America's yeah. quarterback. Ooh, Donald Trump. Say Biden to the border, make him finish up the wall. Donald Trump. Trying to push a new safe space. Take away the face paint, ban all the AKs. Talking about the AKs, what about the men? Oh, got my mom in the house. What up, mom? From the court. Everybody knows me. I'm the land down the trunk. My prezzy got a mug shot. You know he leveled up. Let's be at it. Faker than a black face. Picking on children. Hey, even kids from section. They saw red and black on his face. Shout out Benny Johnson, true American gangster. Demi's trying to cancel boys. They want a favor to bangers. Biden trying to steal the boss. He want to buy Now, I know you guys aren't in a rap, but here's the thing. I'm going to just tell you this right now. This is a miraculous thing. Now, you might hate rap. And that's fine. It's not for everybody, okay? Listen, I don't even listen to it anymore. I used to, not anymore. But you know what's amazing about this? The more people, the more young people, and the more people that are in the music industry that start coming out in support of Donald John Trump, our active commander-in-chief, the more people are going to begin to awaken to what's truly going on. They're going to start realizing, holy crap, Biden freaking sucks. The whole administration sucks. That All of D.C. is one big swampland, and they've been doing nothing but raping and pillaging our pockets and raping and pillaging and killing our babies and, and children, and, and they're just a bunch of pedophiles. More people are starting to become aware of this. So this is great that we're starting to see this because people need to wake up. And they need to wake up fast because guess what? This ain't a right versus left thing. This ain't a blue versus red thing. This is not Republic versus Democrat. This is we the people, men and women under God, who need to unite in this great country we call America and in this world that God created. And we need to take these sick pedophile freaks, these demons down, and we need to throw them and cast them back into hell where they belong. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for another great day of life and good health. And thank you for the great people who come to this podcast. I appreciate every single one of them. And I pray that everybody is having a good day, good night. Thank you for awakening the world and continuing to awaken the world. We pray for our general general assemblies to continue to grow and they are growing. I cannot wait to release more information on the growth and what's been occurring. I cannot wait. Obviously we have to keep it quiet because we cannot afford bad people to do bad things and to infiltrate. So thank you for what's happening behind the scenes. Father God, we ask that you touch the hearts of many people out there who are lost they're lost in the dark. We ask that people invite you into their hearts as I invited you into my heart because it's through that invitation that only true transformation can occur. And I really hope people hear that message. If you want true transformation, ladies and gentlemen, ask Jesus to be in your heart. I'm telling you, you will not regret that request and he will transform you. And Rietta adds to the prayer, Father, we trust your perfect will. Lord, we ask that you would have mercy on our country. And Lord, we have done so much against you and we feel the pain of that. Please forgive our sins. Lord, please show us how to navigate through this time. Father, I know you are saving souls. Help us to share the gospel. Thank you, Lord, for your perfect will. And that is a well stated prayer. And I think that's a perfect way to end. And we will say in Jesus's name, amen. What a great way to end. Ladies and gentlemen, we got this. All right. We definitely got this. We are going to be just fine. Now I do want to let you know, again, I said this yesterday. I'm just going to remind you, I'm not sure if I'm going to do it this month or next month, but at some point I'm probably going to take three to four weeks off. I'm going to just kind of take a little bit of a mental break. I'm probably going to finish out December, but maybe January. I think what I'm thinking about doing is kind of just taking a little bit of a break um, and restarting again in February, possibly. I'm not sure. Again, I'm kind of up in the air. I'm praying about it, um, but I want to regroup and I want to revamp the podcast a little bit, not make it really change. I'm not going to change a whole lot, but um, I got some suggestions from Destry that he thought uh, that I thought was a good idea. 
And so, um, you know, it's just lately I've been feeling like I've been getting away from, how do I want to say this? And I hope this makes sense, guys. I feel like I've been getting away from the true intent of why this podcast exists. And I feel like it's been kind of stagnant. And so I want to, I want to, like my mom was saying right here, coastal run. She, she says it right. Your roots. I, and that's exactly what I want. I want to get back to the roots. And so, and not only that, you know, I want to need to take a little bit of a mental break because I don't want to wear myself thin and wear myself out to where I want to quit this podcast. That's the last thing I'm trying to do because when you are in my position where you're working 12 hours a day, five, six days a week. And then you have a family and you got a household to take care of. You got chores to do. You got this to do. And then plus assembly stuff. Like it just gets to be a little bit too much. And so I just, I feel like I need to reel it back a little bit. Take a little bit of a, a mental break. Because I want to continuously give you the best content, the best quality that I can possibly give you. And I never want to give you crap. That's the last thing I want to do. I do not want to give you crap because I don't like listening to crap. And I assume you don't want to listen to crap either. But what I will probably be doing in that month time is I will probably be doing shorts, like meaning YouTube and, um, uh, you know, YouTube video shorts, you know, video, video clips on there. So I won't be completely gone. I will be doing some things off and on probably daily, but on the social media side during that month. So just so you know, but anyways, the podcast ain't going anywhere. I just figured I'd let you know the podcast is not going anywhere. And I do appreciate your guys's, uh, you know, your, your support, your dedication, and thank you for sharing the show and be, being around you guys. A lot of you have stuck around with the show for such a long time. And I appreciate it. you guys are great. And so anyways, I really hope you all have a great day, great night, wherever you're at in the world. I hope my mom and my stepfather have a safe flight. They're going out to Vegas. They're just taking a little getaway, a weekend getaway. They're, I hope they have a good time together. Um, just trying to think. And anybody that's dealing with health issues, I hope you get better. I hope you feel better. And uh, again, let Jesus into your heart. You will not regret that request. Allow Jesus to be in your heart. It's the best thing you'll ever request of him. So anyways, God bless you all, ladies and gentlemen, and we will see you back here next time remember ladies and gentlemen remember ladies and gentlemen we are firm we are steadfast and we are uncompromising the enemy has crossed that line for the last time it is up to people like you and i to hold that line they've crossed the line way too many times and it is time for us to stand up this republic and get after it. We gotta do this for God. We gotta do this for our families. We gotta do this for America, for the voiceless. It's time to get after it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining the show.
Don't forget to check out the website, www.hisheartline.com. And if you want to know more about how to get involved with your assembly, go to www.national-assembly.net. That's www.national-assembly.net. It's time to get active, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. Joining us here at His Heart Line. We'll see you back here next time.